Battle time, Chad Prinky here, as always, along with my good friend, producer, co-host extraordinaire. How do you want us to install this uh, water heater? And my coworker's like, I don't know, install the water heater. Like, why, why are you even asking me? He's like, well, I don't know if you know, but did what you designed, it can't physically fit through the front door <laughs> of this building. My class is only 40 minutes. So we have to get this done in 40 right? minutes. You have to clean up in 40 minutes. And then it also, when you use the miter saw, a lot of kids are scared of the miter saw and you just see the difference in their confidence when they come in here compared to when they when they leave, it, they're excited. Be announcing a new county that's gonna join us in Maryland. So we continue to spread it. And I'll say my peers across the country are starting to take this and adopt this at their local IEC chapters. Either um, AI assistant tools, you have AI master builder tools, and then you have um, kind of a bit of both that are one foot in BIM in current processes and one foot in AI. Said Brett, in life, opportunity meets you at your level of preparation. She said, here's the keys, go forth and do great things. Good morning. It is morning huddle time. Stacy, how are you today? This is Chad Prinky. Sorry, Chad Prinky here this morning with Stacy Holson. Good. That that, I, that's really, I got a little thrown off this morning because I'm kind of geeking out on this new mic. Playing and, with your new toy. Yeah, it's so <laughs> cool. I really like it. Uh, Eric's got a cool toy too. I was really glad this morning when I'm setting this up too, because I was like, oh no, we're going to have a guest that's got a way cooler microphone than me. Oh, um, that's okay. <laughs> and it may be cooler. I'm not sure because I'm not a microphone expert, but that it's Eric's microphone does look pretty damn good. I think we have the same brand. Is it, is it that it's the sure thing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I, I will say that I've been using these mics now for um, well over a year, probably a year yeah. and a half ago. But I mean, um, I can tell you that when I first started out doing content online, the guy who used to edit my content, he would complain about my mics and the sound. And he was like over in like like somewhere in Western Europe and he didn't speak English, but he would rate my sound quality from like good to like like pull my eyeballs out and so i was i always get pull my eyeballs out red from so, so i learned to change mics really quickly that's good it's yeah. good i mean you know it's uh so all right here's a little known fact little known fact i don't I, stacy you might know this i don't even know if you know this so from 1999 to 2007 i was the singer of a rock band facts nice. and what was it called I, you know, I'd rather, let's not go there. <laughs> it was called Quarry, Q-U-A-R-R-Y. And our stuff, I believe, is still on iTunes. It used to be. I don't know if it still is, but uh, it was uh, it was awesome, a lot of fun. So I do, I know a little bit more about microphones, but not the studio mics. I, I just show up at the studio and cut the album. I didn't do anything with the microphone, but those stage right. mics, man, I know an SM57 and an SM58 pretty damn well. All right. Can you give us that. a little yeah. taste of uh, your past songs. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I wanted to. This is this is an interesting icebreaker. Uh, this whole experience has been an interesting icebreaker. Let's stack on top of it. Uh, so, right before we were about to go live, Stacy says uh, to Eric uh, about putting a chip in someone's brain, and then they they did this yesterday. I said, "Well, you're going to have to update me on the news." So, if you're not familiar. Uh, we'll update you on the news here live. Stacy's going to bring us a live news oh, breaking news. 
Breaking well, news. For some, for some context, Eric was saying he wasn't feeling good and his throat was all scratchy, but his brain was still working. And I said, <laughs> is that because you got that new chip installed? <laughs> so what happened? What, what's this chip? So Elon Musk, oh, it, I guess, got it into someone yesterday. And I don't know if, how successful it is, but I think it's for people with immobility. And that's mm. what they're shooting towards. Um but it's scary, I think. So we're currently at the help people to enjoy better lives who are challenging, who are challenged in some yeah. way right. uh, stage. We're not in the uh, superhuman stage. No. I think that we've, we've actually, we are in a superhuman stage because, um, and, and just for the record, while you were in your rock band, I was studying engineering. So um, you were out having a good time. And I, I was like, I was supplanted like in a bunch of books. Right. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, I was figuring out every which way to do calculus um, through statistics and everything. Else. So, nerds, Eric. <laughs> I, I know. I, I promise you. That's why I tried to quit engineering after the fact. Uh, they wouldn't let me. <laughs> but um the fact is, we've been already helping enhance people's mobility through robotic components in their parts so we've already been doing that part yeah Yeah, so this is taking it to the next level it's a it's a new exciting world and also a little scary uh but but stacy if if they help us to live to 130 or 50 you don't want it no i don't need to live that long (laughs) yeah that's 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 that old school pennsylvania answer i love that i He's like, nah, I'm good. So my, my grandma's 96. I was up there visiting with my grandma a couple of weeks ago. And I said, oh, how are you? And she's she looks great. And she's her, she's all the way with it. She looks me right in the eye. She squares me up as I'm leaving. And she goes, Chad, this is too old. <laughs> That's what she, said. she goes, this is too old. Don't do it. And I'm like, I, I get it. That's funny. My mom is uh, 80 and my dad's 83. Um, and so she's she's concerned all her friends are dead. So no one's going to come to her funeral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think about that. You're wondering who's going to come to your funeral. I yeah. don't have those thoughts in my mind. Chad. No, I, I get it. Hey, Eric, it's there. There's, you can, uh, you got to only, you only have the present. Am I right? Right. Yes. You have yes. the present. That's all we got. So, so let's use that present right now. Let's let, I want to, I want to, um, today we're going to talk about government contracting. We're going to talk about that with Eric, who you can tell is, um, a, a very dynamic, fun guy. And I really loved the conversation that led up to this and looking forward to getting into it today. So I, I, I want to frame this up a little bit for our audience. When I was talking about government contracting, I asked Eric, you know, right out of the gate, kind of a question that I think will help to answer, um, maybe some, some people's co- questions coming in. Are you talking about federal government, state government, local government, uh, municipalities, what, what kind of government contracting are, are, you know, are we talking about in here? Yes. Today I want to focus on the federal government. We can address issues and questions as it relates to state and local uh, municipal governments. However, I primarily teach federal government contracting and there's a reason for that. And we can get into that, but primarily we're discussing federal contracting. All right, cool. So Eric is the founder of GovCon Giants, and uh, he really partners with companies who are trying to make it happen in the in the federal uh, contracting space. And uh, he has an awesome YouTube channel. I want you to check that out. Uh, I'll pop this all up on the screen here, GovCon Giants, and then YouTube uh, eCoffee. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a following, and obviously, I think the microphone may have helped. Uh, with the following, but, um, but, you know, uh, but, but what, what I, you know, 
what is the difference between working for the federal government and state and local governments? What's the what is the fundamental difference? So there's a lot of differences. Um, I actually made a video specifically just addressing that because there's there's some major ones. But I would say the the fundamental difference for me um, is that one, the federal government, regardless of what state you're in, if you're working on a federal facility, the majority of federal agencies follow the same set of rules and laws. Mm. So if you learn that set of rules and laws one time, you could take that to your state, your respective states and operate uh, with the exception of a few agencies like the FAA, they have their own rule book. But for the most part, 95, 98% of the majority of all federal agencies follows the FAR, right? And so for me, that makes it really easy to, once I learn that one set of rules, then I can comply. Now, clearly they're complicated and there's things, but it's when you, uh, like for example, I live in Palm Beach County. I'm from Miami. When you look at Miami-Dade County, you look at Broward County, there's 35 municipalities. They all do things differently, right? So one clear example uh, for people who don't understand what that means uh, if you look at, for example, um, you know, um, let's say abortion, right? How that state by state that differs, that's the same thing with f- contracting. So that's something that people can, can visualize in their brain, right? That's a issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and you know, the first I mean, time we've ever talked abortion like, on this show. That's, that, that's, you know, because people say, well, how's it? Well, look at abortion. That's a, that's an issue that differs from state to state. So construction um, is the same way and contracting is very much the same way. And then when you get into municipalities, it differs. Right. Imagine it varying from city to city, from town to town, from county right. to county. If you cross over one line, like five, you go a mile and it's a different set of rules. You go two miles, it's a different game. Um, and let me give you, since we are, um, we're talking about construction here. Let me tell you why that matters. Right. Um, because. For me, as a construction contractor, I'm licensed in the state of Florida to be a general contractor. However, when I work on federal facilities, you are not required to have a general contractor's license. Hmm. So imagine this, the state requires me to have a license to do construction for municipalities and for cities and right for the state. But when I go on a federal facility, they don't require me to have a general contractor's license. Fascinating. Think about that. that's a that's a huge distinction, Stacy. Think about that, right? If that's something that just blows people, are like, wait, I said no because the at the federal level you don't pull permitting permits to do the construction work. Hmm. Okay, got okay. it. Okay, right. That so yep, I get that. Yeah. So you you pull you have a license so you can pull permits to start doing construction now. There are some exceptions, right? We can get into nuances because someone listening say, well, if you're doing underground, yes, if you're going to do some underground work, we're going to tie into like a city facility, then yes, you got to pull a permit because you're, you know, you're digging under the pipes, you tie into the city's municipal lines. But when we're erecting a building, I don't pull permits on federal grounds. Hmm. I built hangars before. We pull zero permits. Hmm. Yeah, so man. someone, so someone who's new to con- contracting with the government, construction particularly, they come out there um, and like that's not part of your proposal. That's not part of your submissions um, because all of their stuff. For example, have you heard of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers? Of course, yep. They're the ones that do all your inspections. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are there is no permitting requirements with them. Oh. 
So they come out, they, they are the ones that write the scopes. They determine um, qualifications. And then when you start working on it, you call them and they do inspections. But there is no uh, local municipal permitting required. So your license means nothing to the federal government. Got it. All right, cool. And so if if I'm a contractor and I've been, you know, I, I know a lot of contra- very successful, sizable, midsize, even large mm-hmm. contractors that that you know we work with uh, you know in, in, from a consulting capacity and I will frequently get into this topic of like all right as we look out for the next 3 years and you and you consider all the different sectors that you want to be doing business in currently you're in multifamily and you're in you, you know uh, uh, retail and 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 you've got uh you know colleges and universities I you know we should we should look into you know expanding into into I, I don't even get the word out of my mouth. Go, and they're like, government, nope, we're not interested. And so what would you what would you say to the people who have that gut reaction? So whenever that I've heard people say that, um, normally it's because of a story that someone told them. It's like a folktale. Right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Passed down through the generations. Yeah, you know, people pass down these folktales. Right. You know, it's it's funny because surprisingly, people tell me things like, oh, these are all minority contracts. We don't qualify. I said, well, why is it that the biggest companies in the world do it? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) I just it makes the the logic, you know, Mm -hmm. is it the math doesn't math. So it's like, you know, oh, no. What what you hear on TV, right, that they project are. Uh, minority contracts. By the way, I want to clarify something. At the federal level, there is no such thing as minority contracts. What? It doesn't exist. The word minority is not used in any context. They're small business contracts. Interesting. So it's for small businesses. Yeah. Right? So it's for, there's veteran contracts, there's opportunities for women, but there are no such, there's there's no, there's social economic terms of like, you can't be rich, right? But there are no such things. So again, now at the state and local levels, there are, right? But at the federal level, there's small business contracts. So again, these are old folk tales that I'm not saying in the past, these things didn't exist. But again, if you are like some of your people who are doing commercial, some of the mid and large businesses, you know, those people are older, right? And so in their days, when they started, those things existed, right? Back in the 90s and the 80s, some of these things existed. I wasn't around. I've read about them <laughs> as well, right? But those things have been long gone in the Bush era, right? So they got away with uh, th- that stuff at the federal level back in like the Bush eras. Interesting. So, so I'm sorry. Right. See, what'd you say? I didn't say, know that. I thought there was not. People yeah. assume these things because people make a lot of assumptions. Oh, they don't, they do zero research. They make, that's why I said they're folk tales, right? That keep carried along because I hear these are what people tell me all the time. And I said, they go, oh, those are all minority contracts. I said, really? I said, I, yeah. I've never seen a minority federal contract since I've been in doing this. And I've been doing it since 2007. It's the, 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 you use that term assumptions. I think we, uh, as humans, we all do it. We make sure. this, right? We, our brain creates shortcuts to right. keep us from having to think about things that we've already made our mind up about, right? Like, you know, <laughs> right. right. It's, it's kind of, it's like when my, when my 10 year old is, or your 11 year old is like, uh, uh, you know, no, 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 dad, I don't like mushrooms. And I'm like, well, the, the last time you did that, you were four. You don't know. Like right, you have no right. idea anymore. And, and, you know, it's time to refresh that. It's time to refresh your, right. your understanding and get a, get a new data point. 
right. which we did and, and confirmed he does not like mushrooms. But <laughs> there, there's a there, there's I think um, your t- your message would be slow down, do some research. Dig into it. Don't make assumptions. Right. And and that's maybe where you come in, right? Like, Absolutely. To, talk a little bit about what you do um, for for your contractors and specifically talk about, you know, the, the, the construction community. So one of the things that the reason why I do what I do, because I find that um, so I never served. I'm not I never went to the military just because mm-hmm. people always ask that question. Um, but I feel like this is my service. Our government needs us. Mm. They need more industrial base. We've lost our industrial base. We need better quality companies servicing our government. We always talk about, right, uh, like where's our taxpayer money going, right? And we all we all claim that we're concerned. But if you're choosing not to do business with the government, you're part of the problem, right? If you've got a great quality company, you're doing excellent work, you know, and you you have shown that you can cop compete in the private world. I feel like it's your obligation to come and support our government because one of the things that's happened over the last two decades, our industrial brace has shrank. So the last two decades, we went from 120,000 small businesses supporting our government to 65,000 supporting our government. And no one has an answer for that. Wow. And so we don't see that as a huge risk. I do. We saw it during the pandemic. What happened when we relied on other countries for our goods and services? And so I tell people that the government doesn't get the best people. They get the best people that come to them. And so if you choose to stay away and not support, you're part of the problem. Well, and you just heard what I said, which is I I work with lots of really great companies, mid-sized and even large companies who have, have, you know, made that decision. I, I, I have never taken the guilt approach, Eric, but I'm going to try. Uh, to, to, now, I really do think there's validity to what you're it, saying. It's kind of like not voting. It's kind of like right. it's not participating in in our structures, right? And and okay, if you've gone in there, you've looked at it, you've you, you've spent time researching, talking to people, and evaluating it, and come out with a well informed decision that you're not a good fit for it. I agree. I'm okay with that. Right? Yeah. I. I, right, I that's but we I cannot. But it, but but. Because I'm so ingrained in it um, to the point where these federal agencies know me and I go to the conferences, I go to events, I'm hosting, I'm going to I'm hosting, a, I'm exhibiting an event next week for the, the largest small business contracting event in the country. Um, when I go there, I meet federal agencies, they regularly complain they can't get contractors to support their missions. Mm-hmm. This is a huge complaint. So when we see that um, Boeing and Lockheed Martin, North, Northwood Grumman, and all these people are, are basically overcharging the government. We hear about these $500 toilets and $2,000 screws. <laughs> well, nobody else is bidding. Right. So what do you want them to do? <laughs> right. oh, 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 I mean, what do you want? So when we talk about the government and we look at the biggest budget item is Department of Defense. And we look at the amount of wasteful spending, right? We talk yeah. about fraud, waste, and abuse. The government can only be blamed so much. There's only so much they can do. They're human beings. They might make eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year, right? So what I found when I looked at, for example, and again, I'm a construction guy. When I when I looked at um, state projects for affordable housing, the government people did not 
weren't the ones that caught the cheats. It were other contractors that were catching the cheats. Yeah. And they were the ones catching each other and helping to keep the things balancing in check. It wasn't the state of Florida doing that. They didn't have the bandwidth. It was other competing companies. So if we are not the competing companies that are offering up alternatives to help the Corps of Engineers better do their job, well, don't complain. I love it. Uh, it's I, it's a great message. I want to uh, pause for a moment and uh, talk about a couple of our awesome sponsors who helped to make uh, the, the Morning Huddle construction show a possibility. First, I want to talk about Katzebosch. Katzebosch is a uh, a really strong accounting and consulting firm in the the mid Atlantic. Uh, they really know construction. Their uh, client base is made up largely of contractors, and uh, and the folks that I know who work with them are extremely thrilled. So reach out to Katz Abosh for accounting support. And then also, I want to talk about Lawrence Law. Lawrence Law is a boutique law firm that really caters to the the commercial construction community. Uh, they work with small to mid-sized contractors for uh, you know their daily legal needs as well as the you know the big legal needs that pop up through the course uh, of business. So I wanted to call those uh, two folks out. Thank you for your support. So I want to I, I want to pivot Eric to you talking about what are the opportunities? What what are some of the things that that contractors can get excited about? So so you've hit on this idea that like, hey man, educate yourself, open up your mind, don't oh. d- don't limit yourself uh, th- through assumptions. Right. Start hitting it with with some facts here. Yeah, what, and what also don't put, don't put. About? Also, chat, don't put the state and local into the same bucket as federal. Right. Uh, yeah. One of the other distinctions I want to make, Stacey, that's really important. And again, as a Miami resident contractor, whenever we have hurricanes and natural disasters, okay, do you guys ever notice that the states raise their hand and declare it a natural disaster site for some reason? Anybody know why they do that? No. Why do you declare your state a natural disaster? Well, because you want federal money. Rah, bingo, because you want federal money. So how is it? So so what happens is they get contractors to do work at the state and local level without having a money for it. So then people's monies are tied up Mm -hmm. until they can declare a natural site. So then they can get federal dollars. The federal government will not issue a contract unless the funds are already there. Got it. So if you've been burned by your local uh, school district or your local cities, it's because they can't have unbalanced budgets. The federal government just prints the money. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, listen, I, I just want, because people say, well, I tried local and I city. that's not the same thing. The city government will happily give you a contract chat and will not have the budget. Right. And they know it. They will say, well, don't worry. We're going to go ask the federal government for it and then we'll get it and then we'll pay you later. But right now we need this project done because it's an earthquake. It's a, fire storm it's a just you know it's a hurricane yeah, so it probably works out things. way more often than it doesn't work out but you're when, whole, sometimes you know. my friends we've been on the hook for six months eight months when right. the pandemic happened the state of florida told me they'd pay me in 10 days i didn't get paid for five months they signed a contract said they would pay me in 10 days this is during right the pandemic so yeah, but they can lie to you and deceive you because Unfortunately, that's the kind of things that they have to do to operate because they can't not pay police officers and firefighters and teachers and all this stuff. The federal government will not issue a contract unless it's fully funded. So that would never happen. So I just want to say that real quick. 
Yeah, that's great. An- another great data point. So what are, what yeah. are some of the opportunities that are coming? I mean, obviously, there's a massive infrastructure bill. I, I That's got to carry so let's so talk many about exciting some opportunities. Yeah. And let's talk to, to some of your mid-size, uh, mid-market clients, right? So um, when we look at, for example, um, one of my uh, – we had someone go out this past week in Dallas, Texas. They visited with the Corps of Engineers out there. They said that they only have two large contractors and that – they have too much work and they can't find more large contractors. They're bringing in brand new planes like F-16 bombers that they have to build the infrastructure to support building the planes. Uh, when you go up to like a place like Connecticut and Rhode Island, same thing. Um, there's companies that are winning these ship contracts to build the new submarines. Well, the new submarines are 400 feet longer than the old submarines. So all of the infrastructure to support building them has to be taken down and put back up before they can start building the subs. Mm-hmm. So so we're talking about, I mean, not just the streets and roads and stuff like that. We're talking about, I built simulator buildings to put a simulator in for the new refueling planes. So if we think about every time we got to build a new helicopter, new planes, new, um, new subs, all the infrastructure that's used to support the construction of those planes and boats and stuff needs to be rebuilt. Those, that's a big pot of money that only large companies can do. The small guys can't build a submarine bay. It's got because you're talking about you're talking about doing work under the water, right? Extending it out. Yeah. You no. Know, so that's not for a little guy. Yeah, no doubt. You can't build hangars for the the, the refueling jets. That's not a little person project, right? So we're, we need some of these uh, mid tier companies right, coming in that has the bandwidth to be able to, one, bond it because um, what we find is that the government's going to require bonding. So, yeah, they don't require a license, but you got to put up a bond. Mm -hmm. So that's the way they protect themselves. So they're not they're not silly in a sense where they don't know what they're doing. They've been doing this a long time. I find that actually do a much better job than the state and locals of getting work done because they don't always choose the lowest bidder. Unlike most of the municipalities, they try to run into the ground. So you're not playing that game where you got to be a handyman to make money. Um, most of my friends that work at the VA hospitals, um, once you get above five million bonding, they find the competition is very thin. So once you start getting into, um, you know, fifty million bonding, you can imagine there's only a handful of people that could do that kind of work. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for me, I would say, and that so when you look at it, um, a lot of people are looking at. Um, just infrastructure, like the stuff that they see every day. But think about all of the planes, tanks, subs, all that stuff. The, the the facilities that are used to support building those also are outdated and need to be redone and need to be expanded. So there's all that opportunity that to me exists for the mid-tier market persons. Yeah, that's a lot. of. I mean, they're, they're, so we don't think about that, right? No, that's, we don't. Kind of like a second level of, of of projects, but you think about the massive projects, and then you think about the small business set aside right. projects, but you tend not to think about this this giant pile of mid market opportunity. Right, 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 right. So that's one thing. The second thing that I would say um, on the innovation front, we are a lot of the funding that went in the infrastructure bill also went for like clean energy, right? So uh, Department of Energy got a big pile of money. They actually stood up a brand new agency with $6 billion in funding. 
Um, so it's a startup a government agency that was stood up last year that has six billion in funding. And so we're looking for things like, for example, low carbon concrete. Um, I've heard that they can't find that anywhere. The companies that do it are few, far and in between. So if you've got a concrete plant, um, if you know, and you want to know, or you've, 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 I mean, the technology exists, uh, but unfortunately, the people that usually own concrete plants, so again, they're older, so they're not looking at converting it because they're like, hey, we make a bunch of money, right. we don't need to do anything. Well, and so it's a, you know, this is not being specified commonly all over right. the place. It's not, right? yeah, so, again, yeah. this stuff doesn't make the news. And yeah. sad, unfortunately, and I, I promise you, I wish I beg these people, but when you talk to federal agencies, they go, we don't have a budget to advertise and market all this stuff. So if you're not going to conferences, you're not on their industry day events, you don't really hear about it. And there's so many websites and it's so scattered that it's hard to, to publicly publicize it. And so I think I do a good job of that is, um, you know, basically broadcasting and showcasing the opportunities to the masses as, as best as I can, right. Given my, my platform. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think that's, um, uh, Stacy, what kind of questions do do you have, or do we have from the? Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I was going to see. I was actually going to talk about one of that questions that someone just put in there. Uh, Henry Mickelberg. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. No, it's so it's funny. So he talked about Sammy. So Sammy actually is a society of American military engineers. It's actually for anyone who's in construction that wants to do government contracting. It's the best place to be. Um, and so he had his, he had a crazy run of uh, U.S. Corps of Engineer work back in UK in, in the two thousand. So. Um, like you said, once you know the rules of engagement at club, there you are great opportunities. I mean, they literally use the same people. So if you do a good job, they'll keep you around. They won't. I mean, they'll just basically keep feeding you work and unlimited work. I mean, right now, there's also huge opportunities, Chad. The Corps of Engineers uh, just stood up a brand new, uh, I guess they call them a sub entity called Viper for the Virgin Islands of Puerto Rico. The mm. Virgin Islands, when they had the hurricane, I think it was eight years ago, they've got probably somewhere eight to ten billion dollars in funding. They haven't used a dollar of it. They can't even find people to go over and do work. Wow. I mean, I'll go. Money's there. It's sitting there, <laughs> and the it's ready to be spent. And they can't get people. I mean, it's it, 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 they're, they're so vast. Um, it really, it's just, it's just, it's. It, I don't even know because the people that are in this are swamped with work. Um, and then the rest of the people, again, middle market, we're not talking about small business because it's a small business pot, right? There's a lot of people like looking for really like $10,000, $100,000 projects. When you start getting to the bigger projects that require more bonding, it's just not enough people to help. Yep. For the contractors that aren't doing government work now, like where do they start? What are the steps that they need to take? Um, so I would say uh, specifically construction or everyone. So, so yeah, specifically construction and, 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 uh, imagine they're currently commercial contractors mm -hmm. and they're, and they're not touching any government work. What's that? Um, I would say to join Sammy, that group that the guy just mentioned. Nice. Okay. So, so I would join Sammy. Start, if you're doing commercial work, right. And you're in construction, um, there's a Sammy society of American military engineers, right. Um, they are. I would join, they have local chapters um, in every state, most cities, and I would join Sammy and they will start talking to you about the different opportunities that exist. That's the first place I would start. Love it. That's great. Okay. Is the process to get set up and everything in the system, is that also like pretty daunting or? No, it's, it's super easy. Okay. Anyone can do it. And, and literally 
Chad, how old's your, how old's your son? I, I'm three of them, but my oldest is 11. Oh, he could do it. <laughs> he could do it. I don't doubt that. He's the kid's, he uh, he's brilliant. Yeah. Well, Chad, that's not, I didn't want to use a brilliant kid. Give okay, me the, no. All right. Well, I my don't want the four. <laughs> I don't want the brilliant kid. That's not, that's not setting, that's setting the bar too high. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I mean, it's not fair, right? Then the kids, they're going to be like, oh, well, of course, it's like it is brilliant. Of course, the 11 year old genius can do it. If Doogie Howser can do it. Right. Come on, Chad. That's not what I want. No, that's not Uh, fair. Yeah. But but an average 11 year old could do it. Yeah. An average kid can do it. I love it. And you're saying the competition is not that fierce, right? Because that I'm number saying that when you get above a certain bonding level, right? So again, okay. it's, right. the competition is very fierce when you get at the bottom level, right? So at the small business level, it's really fierce because that's where, you know, most people are playing down and there. That's right? where they need the, and that's where the, the, I mean, that's the whole intent is to set aside work for people in that, you know, uh, stage of their business who need help. So that's why, yeah. that's why that, that business is set aside for those folks. But I totally understand what you're right. saying is that once you start to have jobs that have a $50 million, $100 million bond that need to be pulled on them, there's not people who can do right. that work. And, and right. the, probably the giant contractors, the Bechtels they're uh, there. of, they're of the world, they're, they're in there, but are they going after a $100 million project? Or no, a they're not. Right. So Bechtel's right. not correct. It's too small for them. They don't right. care. Right. They don't want that one. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like you said, you've got Bechtel's, you've got Jacobs and those guys, the big engineering firms, right? Those guys are, I mean, but they're, they're, most, they're you know, that's why I said middle market, right? Those guys are the large, the largest. It's awesome. We have a question in the chat from Carl, Stacy. Can you uh, field that one? He said, I'm looking to bid an out-of-state construction project, but we don't have experience in the field. Will it be possible to, to win? win. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so talk about you don't have to have uh, experience in in a, in in you know the state that that you're doing the work. You don't have to have. Remember, the federal government doesn't does not looking at that. They're federal it's federal land. See, we keep trying to compare federal to state. Mm. So oftentimes, what will happen, right? When I'll tell people things. So let's say, for example, um, states. What state are you in? Maryland. All right, you're in Maryland. So. The majority of our contracts that are won, right, and let's say Rhode Island, come from Maryland. <laughs> because it has nothing to do with the local base. Because if you're not, if you're a local, but you're not registered in the federal system, they can't give you the work anyways. Right. Does that make sense, Chad? Yeah. So, so it's it's irrelevant of where your state you're in. Um, Look what the person, Barbara said, I work for Parsons. Can you touch on a little bit of partnering, meet them in small businesses? See what I'm saying? So the large people like Parsons are looking for this kind of stuff. Yep. This is what happens is that they're also complaining that they can't find good people. This is what I hear. This is not me saying this. This is what people are saying to yeah, me. You're just, you're just bringing, you're, you're just, you know, uh, uh, bringing it forward and making it public and putting it on a YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. yeah, Google it and look at Congress and industrial base. Just Google this stuff. There's articles about the small business uh, group within um, small business uh, within the White House talks about this under the last several administrations. This is not this is two decades. So how many administrations have we gone through in two decades? So talk about do talk about partnering uh, with with medium and small businesses. So this there's the I get the picture in my mind. You know, you've got you've got a large company like a Parsons. They are looking for uh, partners. Why and how does all that work? All right. So let's let's talk about that. Um, so I do have 
So Parsons is a really big company. So let's let's talk about partnering first, right? Yeah, let's, yeah. So if I've, if I were starting out, and I was a middle-sized market company, there are some other organizations that you can partner with that are not as quite as big as a Parsons, that are also large, but that are more small business friendly. So sometimes organizations like Parsons, and we'll we'll talk about Parsons because she's coming from the top down. I'm talking to my guys going up, right? Some of us still. Um, we can't afford to wait three months, six months, right? So sometimes when you get with the large businesses, now the government, by the way, on the federal government, if you are the prime contractor, meaning you hold the contract with the government, um, I've been paid in as fast as 10 days. So that's another myth I wanted to dispel, right? Not like state and local. Federal government on construction projects will pay you 15 days to 30 days. We're talking about progress payments, not your final bill, progress payments, Yep. right? So a lot, again, just want to debunk some of the myths out here, Chad. Sometimes, however, if you work for some of the larger businesses, they may hold the money for their right. own reasons. But the federal government did not hold the money. So I just want to say that the people listening to this, because again, I've heard all the different scenarios people are going to throw at me. Well, no, I worked at this. I go, okay, but were you working directly for the Corps of Engineers or were you working for, I, I don't want to use Parsons, let's say Gilbane, right? Because <laughs> so- if you're working for Gil Bain, maybe Gil Bain held your money because you didn't do something that complied with their regulations, not with the government. Different scenarios, understand? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I would recommend um, if I were starting out to look at working with, first of all, I would say reach out to us because we can help you navigate some of this waters and pick like good and better companies to work with. <laughs> Right. Because they're not all made equal, because now you're dealing with some of these large businesses that have been known to do some things that are not above board. So let us help you with that. Um, so um, but I would say start off working, looking at tribal organizations. Hmm. So tribal organizations within the federal arena are large, right? Many of the Alaska Native tribes do $3 billion a year in ag- aggregate revenue. But by definition, they're still considered small business. Now, Is that, and by the cool. way, when you say they do $300 million a year. No, um, $3 billion. $3, sorry, billion $3 billion with a B. Got it. Uh, when you say they do $3 billion a year, you, I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm picturing oil revenues. Is that, is that right or is that wrong? That's wrong. They do construction. They do IT. They do infrastructure. They do engineering. Wow. And they what? They pull their money? Um, so they actually have – so a tribal entity is a lot like, um, I don't know, like a khaki or like a, a SAIC or like a – Oh, really? Okay, yeah. got it. So they're allowed to create multiple – they create an umbrella portfolio of companies underneath them where each one of those subsidiaries is doing a couple hundred million. And so oh, they have 10, 20, 30 subsidiaries. I had no idea. Yeah. No, no, I know. Well, most people don't, right? Well, that's good business so, though, man. That's I like business. that. Yeah. Now, the reason why I like them, okay, is because even though they're a $3 billion company, because they have all these different subsidiaries, they still operate like a small business in most parts. So you can so you can still talk to decision makers. Yeah, you can get the right? humans. Like, if you got a problem with your money, you can go down there. Like I'm a practical guy. Right. So like it's not so far removed where you're like trying to reach Jeff Bezos. 
<laughs> right, right. Or Elon Musk. You're not getting Elon Musk. Or the president or, or you know, right. whatever. Else. Like, yeah, you're not yeah. getting these people. Yeah. So whereas a Gilbane, you're not getting Mr. Gilbane. You're, right. You're not getting them. So the tribal entities I found, chat when I started off, um, and, you know, I've had my ups and downs of business, but I've always found that they've supported me. They've given me a chance. They will give you a chance, even without bonding. If you could come in and do high quality work and you know your stuff, they will give you a shot. That's cool. And by the way, because they get a lot of these small business contracts, you don't have to worry about the whole competing and the bidding. They've already did all that. They're just looking for good quality contractors. Eric, I could talk to you uh, uh, basically about anything all day I found. Look, look, I, I love hey, your stuff, my friend. I read, love Barbara's your stuff. Quote, read Barbara's quote at the top. What's Barbara's quote? Read it. Instead. You got and, the, and the natives do not have to compete. They just are awarded tax orders based on their Correct. status. Tax orders <laughs> based on their status. Got That's it. right, baby. That's right. She also <laughs> said that Fed so money there. 10 days or less on some of the contracts actually give a 10%. Thank you. Discount. See there, chat? Barbara yeah. knows her stuff. She's a, I she's, like this Barbara. <laughs> That's but, I mean, but again, I, I like when people are there. This is what I'm saying. These are why I said you research the industry. You you don't know. You should dig into this stuff and learn. Man, so many places to add value. So many places to make um, a successful business decisions. So many places to make money. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I just right. wanted to chime in real quick. So Justine had a couple of things. We might have already answered it, but she said, is there a way to find out um, what construction projects are happening. And, you know, she was thinking is cold calling still a bad avenue to like break into that? No, I love cold calling. Um, but I would say it's even better than cold calling. It's just go to the site visits. Okay. Like if you are in Maryland, um, yeah. right. Um, I would, there's right now, I know this because one of my clients is on the Air Force, Andrews Air Force Base, Mac. You know where Andrews Air Force Base is? They mm -hmm. Go down. There's there's site visits every week, right? Um, put your name on the list. Go to a site visit. Meet all the contractors. You don't need to cold call. They're all there. Let's go meet them. Take your business cards. Go shake hands. Join Sammy. Sammy has, when I was in Sammy at Space Coast, where I the Kennedy Space Center, which is now called Space center or something now um sammy had monthly luncheons where all the contracts were in a room and we got a chance to introduce ourselves yeah. i mean we got a chance to stand in front of a room yeah. and present ourselves yeah. to everybody like sammy's like 200 bucks a year guys mm -hmm. i don't have by the way i don't own sammy it's a it's a membership association i have no affiliation but the, the easiest deals i've ever did came out of sammy like this, this is what this group does there. They were invented to help sure up the American industrial base. Like they were invented to help us back in the fifties and thirties when we needed to build roads and Britain. Like that's why these people were created. We're not even using lives and a resource that are around us. I don't have a, I don't have anything to sell you. We're going to have to have a separate conversation about consulting for the federal government. I'd love to learn more about that too, Eric. Sure. But, be happy yeah, but, to do it. Um, so this has been fantastic, uh, tons of engagement from uh, the audience and, uh, we really appreciate, uh, your dynamic, uh, presence on the show. This has been a lot of fun, Eric. Uh, I hope you wouldn't mind coming back and hanging out with us again, uh, sometime in the future. 
Hey, we're just getting started. I haven't touched on like a bunch of things. But I know. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to the website. I'm looking. I'm I'm probably signing up for let Sam. Me, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm signing <laughs> up. Let me, let me say something else. Uh, GSA, general service. Everybody heard of GSA? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So GSA, they manage, they have, they're the largest manager of real estate in our country, right? All the federal courthouses right. and stuff. They're looking for innovative solutions, right? Um, to do construction using, right, um, saving energy, reducing carbon emissions. So if you have any type of solutions that you can offer, they're begging people um, to come and bring them to the forefront. And there's pathways that you could skip the line. Um, let me say this as another thing. I got to say this. At the federal arena, they only bid out about 50% of the contracts. The rest of the contracts are like what Barbara said. They're not bid. 90% of my contracts, I don't bid. I negotiate. Got it. You, you don't, you know, so when we look at that and the stats out there, right? If you have, if you have a solution, I think if, 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 if I own a concrete plant today, Chad, I would totally change it over to low carbon I would go to the Corps of Engineers. I would go to GSA and say, I've got a, um, a low carbon concrete solution. You would, they would sign you up for a 10 year contract. <laughs> so there's an opportunity right here, right now. You could probably do the rest of their buildings until. When, when, think about what is our climate initiatives? When is it protected out? 2030? Yep. Yep. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yep. this is not going away. Doesn't matter who changes office. Doesn't matter who wins the election. These are things that, I mean, we're going to be doing until the cows come home. And so, if you want to print money, then look at. Um, I'm just, I'm yeah, no, look. If, if you if you if you want to print money, you can do this. If you don't, <laughs> then that's fine. Don't don't worry I, about. I, it. I'm not. There's. I'm not knocking. Um, again, commercial. Sure. Real estate, class A office buildings. That's great. Sure. But I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're having a problem with some of the office spaces around the country, San Francisco, Maryland, yeah, York. I've heard. I'm not sure. I just, <laughs> yeah. I read the work from home thing that right, happened. You know, so, but I just, I've heard that. But the government, yeah. meanwhile, if you guys look, and again, some of the stuff that may be controversial to some people, so I get it. But if you look at BlackRock and some of these groups that we all talk about, they're setting up the Ukraine Reconstruction Fund. Somebody's got to go back and build Ukraine. It's going to be, it's your tax dollars going to be involved anyway, so you might as well get, be a part to get some of it back. I'm a I'm a guilt guy, Chad. Yeah, I'm going to guilt people it. until yeah, I, look. You, I, I I'm going to guilt people until the to the cows come home. So yeah, you lean into that. I, I, I lean into I, that. I, like I have it. to. I, I, I you know what? Um, you ever heard the term that um, uh, fear of loss is a greater motivator than opportunity to gain? Hundred percent. I can't tell people. Oh, there's billions of dollars. That doesn't excite people. Right now, you got to tell them how much money they're already giving away and that they have a chance to go get. Mm -hmm. Look up, do me, do me a favor, chat. When you guys Google the Virgin Islands unspent money, yeah. everyone, anyone who's listening to this, Google Virgin Islands unspent money right now. Allocate it, Stacey's sitting there. They're about to pull the funds because they haven't spent it. It's all construction, it's billions of dollars sitting there. They can't figure out how to use it. Crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> Just Google it. Google it. And we're sitting here worried about 
they're not building more affordable. They're not building housing, and this is not going. And I, you know, so let me say this. I keep. Saying, I know. I, I don't want to get you guys. The reason why I got into this, <laughs> I, was, I get excited, guys. I can you tell see. you're on fire, man. I get excited. Listen, I used to bang him on the desk, and people say, "Eric, stop banging on the desk," because we. That's another reason <laughs> I had to my mic chat. I used to bang him on the desk, and it would vibrate to my other mic. So this mic it doesn't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I first started into this. Um, it was when the, the, the market crashed in 08, the recession, sure. you know, yeah. 2007. Yep. One of my really good friends, his best friend committed suicide. Mm. He was a concrete guy. He did a lot of school board work. When the market crashed, all the work dried up. He lost his business and he committed suicide. So if he knew about the opportunities in the federal government, he could have just transitioned his business to that. You know, he was doing millions of dollars a year. So when, so that's why this is close to me because there's somebody else out there when this market changes and they can't do building this kind of other projects. I don't want them to not think that there's other options out there. Oh, I love exist. it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's that why, yeah, absolutely. So me, it's personal, man. I, per, yeah. I, right. You know, so I, I will never forget that scenario and it, it plays in my head that if he only knew what other opportunities existed, right. Then he could have just taken his business and went over here and applied, taking all the same skills and tools. And I mean, he had equipment, you know, he had all this stuff and no work. So yeah, I, um, this is great. I, I, you know, again, thank you so much, uh, for, for joining us. I, I do want to ask, um, where can, I, I believe you mentioned that you have, a an upcoming live stream. I want to say February 12th. Do you want to talk about that? For oh, a second? Um, let me up? get the date. So I don't want to, let me not mess it up the date. Yes. I have an upcoming live stream. Um, I got to pull it up real quick, guys. Hold on. I'm, I don't keep my own calendar. So, and you also said you're on YouTube too, right? You, yeah. YouTube. You yeah. I have a, I have a, yeah. Just follow me on YouTube. Okay. So February the 12th, the day after Super Bowl. Um, we have a live stream at 7 p.m. It'll be, it should be up today. You can reminder where we're going to be interviewing the Department of Energy, talking about specifically opportunities to do business with the Department of Energy. Think about this: we're going to have a federal agency do a live stream on YouTube on my channel. This is the first time ever. By the way, I have a big announcement also to make that same day. I'll Ooh. tell you guys offline, but I'll I'll tell everybody on that line. That's so awesome. the Department of Energy is going to get on there talking about all their new programs and their monies and the fact that they, again, they don't even have enough people to put out. You know, another problem the government has, they don't have enough bodies to put out these contracts fast enough because the baby boomers are retiring. Nobody wants to work oh, no for the doubt. government. And so they have more money than they have uh, people to even put the stuff out fast enough. Absolutely. So it's not that they want to make these things bundled and bigger, but when you have a hundred billion dollars to put out to the streets, you can't give it out in do in dollar chunks. Yep. So, so I'm just, you know, I just come to spread the good news about working with the government. Um, I think they do so many great things. They get a lot of flack. Forget about Congress. Don't fall into the, the, the news trap and the news cycle. Let's put that stuff aside. Let's put all the other things aside. We've got, we've got a lot of bad things in our country, but we're doing a lot of things right too. So we agree. Uh, we agree. It's it all, it's all what you focus on, right? Yeah. If you yeah. want to, if you want to find the negative, it's there. If you want to find the positive, it's there. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you helping us to focus on the positive today and helping us to focus on opportunities uh, to uh, to get yeah. some of those tax dollars back. Uh, I yeah. think I, I love that message. Um, thank you again, uh, Stacy. Anything before uh, we let Eric go? 
No, it was a pleasure to have you. And I hope people check out your YouTube and I'm looking forward to learning more in your upcoming event. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Keep doing thank what you, you do, man. And keep doing it how you're doing it. I love your style. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. See you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. See you guys. See everyone for joining. Thanks. All right, cool. Um, let's um, uh, wrap up here, Stacey. Before we do, I want to say thank you to two other sponsors. First is Sandy Spring Bank. Sandy Spring Bank is my bank, the bank of so many of our co uh, construction clients, and uh, they really do treat your business kind of like they're your business partner, helping you to figure out how to get where you're trying to go. So when you something like increasing bonding capacity would be a, a conversation to have with your Sandy Spring Bank representative, and, and uh, they'd be a partner for you to help to make that happen. And then uh, lastly is Marsh McLennan Agency, speaking of bonding, uh, when you when you, you know, want as a contractor to uh, secure a, uh, you know, the, the maximum bonding capacity, you need somebody who's going to go to work for you. And uh, I can speak personally to their you know, ability and willingness to do whatever it takes uh, to, to dig in and help their contractor clients to secure bonding capacity to overcome issues uh, with with you know with their bonds, and um, you know can't just can't say enough positive things about uh, about Marsh McLennan Agency. And thank you for being a sponsor. Uh, so, Stacy, next week we have. Uh, Mike Henderson, who, you know, this should be another really fun and dynamic, uh, show. Can't wait for that conversation. Mike Henderson and I, and a few other people in Baltimore have actually been working on a kind of incubator for the minority contracting community, figuring out how we can pull all of these resources to help, uh, minority contractors to become really well-run large, you know, midsize and large businesses if they want right? If they, if they want to, if they want to take that leap and, uh, and Mike's going to update us on the status of that and talk about how people can get involved, uh, on every side of that issue. So I'm really looking forward to that discussion. Stacy, what else haven't I mentioned that we should talk about before we sign off? Um, if you want to get a recap of today's episode, there was a ton of great resources that Eric also shot out. Just make sure you subscribe to our e-newsletter and you can do that by emailing me at Stacey, S-T-A-C-E-Y-H at steeltoecom.com and we'll do the weekly recap um, with those resources for you. That's awesome. And you can also visit the morninghuddleconstructionshow.com and that will steer you to all the different places where you can download and subscribe and follow what we're up to here. And I got to tell you, I'm feeling a lot of momentum. Thank you so much for your support of the show. Do me a favor and tell a friend. I'd really appreciate uh, Stacy and I are, are trying our best to, to um, add value and, and help to bring positive change to the con construction community. Uh, and uh, every, every voice helps. So thank you uh, for those of you who have uh, been helping. Yeah. All right. Stacy, we'll see you next week. This has see been fun. I, so this microphone might be my new best friend. I'm, I like I'm, it. But yeah. now I'm going to have to get one. I'm afraid. So. <laughs> I'm afraid. So, and, uh, this is, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, not, it wasn't cheap, but it was, I think worth it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Have a good day. All right. See ya. See ya. Mm -hmm.